And we're back. You're on here's the deal with your host, John Forbes. This is Candace, one and only drag racing podcast, where you guys can get the inside scoops on everything drag racing this side of the border. Quick shout out to our sponsors because, hey, without them, we couldn't do any of the stuff we love. Shout out to RM Racing Lubricants, ProTech Racing, Lentech Automatics, Quick Injector Service, Square One Forming, MC Tire and Auto, Warlock Transmissions, Performance Unlimited, and Scott's Performance Diesel. Alright guys, so it's August the 28th here. We just announced we're going to be doing a big no prep coming up September 5th at Grand Bend Motorplex. Um, four classes this time. So this time we got Modern Muscle going on, we got Outlaw, Small Tire, and Real Street. Now we got a great show for you guys today. Um, we got Mr. Alex, the beard, the flagger, everybody knows Alex, and we got Mr. Mike Graham, driver of the tetanus shot, and this one's going to be a good one for you guys. Special song request to Mr. Mike Graham and Alex. We're going to get right into this motherfucker. It's Friday, motherfuckers. Worked all week. Sick of that bullshit job. It's time to do some racing. Friday, bitches. Time to get to the track, make some passes, maybe get out on the street. Don't fuck around, bitches. Hey. Hey, what's going on, dude? Do we got you both on here? Uh, Mike's coming in a second. All right, sweet deal, man. We got Mikey yo, yo, now. Yo, yo, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, man. All right, sweet. All right, sweet deal, man. Thanks a lot for joining the show and taking some of your time to do this shit with me. Um, <clears throat> so I guess let's just uh, jump right into it here. Uh, my first question that I got for you guys is I'm just... Oh, fuck, we're live right now. now. We're live right now, man. Oh, shit, okay. <laughs> so my first question that I want to ask you guys, obviously... Uh, Windsor seems like the biggest fucking racing town in Ontario. Like you guys have a really good scene. So I'm just wondering what the hell is in the water in Windsor and was it always like this or did you guys kind of create the scene or how did this happen? Uh, the scene down here when we were younger, uh, hold on. I'm just making sure my microphone's not too loud. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the scene down here when we were like in our 20s and stuff was pretty good, and then it kind of died off. And then I'd say, what year, what year did my car get sold? 2015? Hold on. In 2015, it blew up again, and then it kind of died down, and then this year has been very good. Okay, so. So, so what's the blow up because of you guys? So like, did you guys start organizing this stuff or was it always just a big street racing town? It's always been a pretty big street racing town, but we did push it, I think, to get as big it is now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
So besides that, everybody wondering here on the show. So, so what's the, what's the Mike Graham story? What's the Alex story? Because obviously you guys have been around doing this a long time. You guys have oh. both been to Memphis. I mean, I feel like you're both real trusted people in the drag racing community. So, well, what's Depends the story? Who you ask. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm I'm Mike go first. Uh, how I got into it, or you want like when I grew, yeah. when, what day I was born? Like, no, no, uh, no. When I was nine, ten, eleven, before high school, I uh, I spent my summers in Detroit, like in okay. Michigan. I had family over there, so like I was watching street races when I was like nine years old on Telegraph, and then after that, it was just a downhill decline from there. And then I bought my first car. I bought the first Grand National when I was twenty, twenty-two. I had that till I was 31. It got stolen. And then I bought the new car and then that was it really. And I've been fucking being a little hooligan the whole time after that. <laughs> so, so what about you then, Alex? Like, did you grow up? Did you have like family that was into drag racing or is this just something you kind of stumbled across? Um, there was a local group in winter. And uh, my life started going to hang out with those guys. And then, like, honestly, I met Mike. He kind of brought me into the whole street racing thing. And uh, it's been that since, really. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, because obviously this shit's blown right up, right? Like, it's crazy how fast the cars are these days and stuff like that. And it's it's a total different ball game, at least from when I was growing up. Cars are much faster now. Like, Hellcats and, you know, GT500s, GTRs, uh, uh, Trackhawks, for instance. It's, it's crazy. There's a new horsepower, right? So everybody's trying to get a little piece of action. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so that being said, you, you guys have been around the scene a long time and stuff like that. Well, what do you think? Um, what are some of the biggest changes that you guys are seeing in drag racing right now? Obviously, it seems like when I grew up, it was a lot of the old school guys running Hemis and shit like that. But I, I don't know if it was street outlaws or what it was, but it seemed like the dynamic changed quick to like grudge racing, heads up racing. So, and obviously now we're doing a lot of no preps and shit like that. So, what was it like back in the day when you guys first got in it? Uh, I mean, I was always street racing, and then we started hitting up uh Milan no ET uh, nationals. And then from there it was just, it was just street racing, grudge racing. And then we went to cots for the first time. And then I was hooked on no prep after that. Yeah, for sure, man. Cots, uh, last year was my first cots, man. And I, I was blown away. Like in the stands, um, there was old people, young people, and everybody was throwing up hundred dollar bills and shit like that. And I mean, in Canada, it's, it's totally different. It seems like you don't have the bets. Obviously, we don't have the grudge scene like that. Or, yeah, it's just it's it's taken a little longer for Ontario and Canada to uh, catch up, but it's a little different. Like uh, those uh, Illinois, Wisconsin, Iowa, Ohio, Michigan. You know, those guys have been doing it for a long, long time. So yeah, they're just they're basically just straight fucking gangsters. Yeah, yeah, for it's sure. still it's still new here too. And it's growing every year. Like even if you look back a couple of years ago with, uh, the Sparta small tire shootout, I don't know how many cars it would draw, but you know, when you do that race now, 
getting like a 15 car field is a bigger possibility than it was five years ago. Yeah, definitely. For sure, man. So, Mike, you're coming off a win here, right? You just won a small tire class at the uh, Ontario Street Outlaw Snow Prep, right? Yeah, yeah. I got pretty lucky there with that one. Squeaked out a win against some serious fast cars. So, so how was that? Because that, that's like a back-of-the-track race, right? Or Oh, yeah. It, they started – it was like a PYOP uh, back-of-the-track style. They started uh, just past the stripe, uh, and then they ran it out towards the uh, ET booth and all that in the turnaround. So that was pretty good. I'll say the surface was much better than we expected. We tested for like five or six hours on like a Wednesday night and it was just as good as a, like it's better than the Grand Bend uh, surface. I'll say that like okay. and it's a lot, lot better. Like it, it blew me away how good it was. Like I made my first hit uh, in true street and I got fucking soul crushed by uh, the guy who won at Matt Searle with a badass Fox body uh, 108 methanol fucking serious ass truck or car wow and then uh i was running for a small tire and we put like two and a half pounds in the two-step and like an extra 400 rpm and it just ate it like the car just left wow so so, so was that and, a virgin surface when you guys got oh yeah there then? oh yeah it was a virgin surface they yeah. let us have one yeah they let us have one test pass at five which i did not take I was, I was just trying to fuck with everyone, uh, not taking the test hit. And then uh, we went right into eliminations at 7 or 7.30. Yeah. So it was as virgin as it gets. That's sweet, man. So the race went good overall, and uh, it, it was a good feeling and everything out there at TMP? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. At, at first, I was a little hesitant. Uh, they were watching us like pretty close to make sure we weren't destroying the surface and stuff. But uh, second round and everything, it started. They started loosening up, and everyone's following the rules, so it went really well. It went. I'll say this: it went much better than I expected. <clears throat> Same. That's, that, that's sweet, man. Because if anything, I, I know me, me and Paul don't get along the greatest, but if anything, I'm super happy to see more no prep and more no prep coming, bigger payouts. So. I'm just happy to see it's another place we can go, right? If TMP is going to allow us to do it at the back of the track. I mean, fuck it. It just gives us more locations that we can go. Yeah, exactly. That's It's good to see the uh, the tracks, you know, starting to adapt to the no prep, uh, pour your puddle stuff, like how Detroit Hood TV runs it. Uh, big shout out to Detroit Hood TV. They are, uh, <laughs> I think they're running the PYOP tonight, actually. I think so, it got rained out. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it did get rained out. I wasn't sure. They were they were talking about if they're going to run that race tonight. So, yeah, it sucks, man. It's a ton of work to get rained out. It fucking sucks that we lost our small tire deal this weekend. It's just, uh, it's so tough when you're the promoter, man. Like, if you push it through, people want to race. But if, like, fucking four people show up and we're paying out 3250 bucks, like, I mean, we just kind of take a wash on that if we don't get the people. So I, th- I thought it was best call to make. Yeah, it's a tough one for sure. But, I mean, you know, you got to make it sometimes. Yeah, for sure. All right, so, so what's what's the story with the tetanus shot? How did that come about? And then, Alex, after this, how did your Fox body come about? Because that car came from the States, didn't it? Yep. All right, so, uh, so I guess Mikey can go first. Yeah, I'll go first. That's, uh, all right, so the my first Buick uh, was stolen in, like, 2015, uh, like right in the like right before April Fools, actually, it was pretty fucked up. 
Wow. So it took me. It was Good Friday, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was Easter weekend. Something. It was very weird. It was like weird timing. So it took me five months to settle with the insurance company, and then I started looking for cars again. So I found, I found the Buick that I have now in Port Huron. I sent uh, Josh and uh, Jeff Elder out to go check it out. They were like, "Hey, it looks good." So we fucking got a truck and trailer, picked it up, and then uh, brought it home. Put an LS single turbo, like you know, the normal kit and caboodle. And then uh, two years ago, two years ago, we were rolling the fenders and uh, the body popped. So we started looking into it and we found out the car was in an accident. It had about an inch and a half of Bondo through the whole right quarter, right? Oh, the body dirty. was welded. Yeah, it was real nasty. It was real bad. The body was welded to the frame. Like, so we just. I started looking for another body and I found a Arizona body in Ohio from an old gentleman who was very nice. And I went and picked it up for about 400 bucks, uh, brought it home. And then, uh, my buddies actually were like, man, that thing looks like you get a fucking, you need a tetanus shot if you touch that thing. And I was like, well, there's the name of the car right there. So that's and funny, that's man. It, I wondered how that came about, man. That's funny. yeah, that's, it doesn't have any stickers on it now. Insurance made me take all the stickers off of it, but yeah, it's, it's tetanus shot until it gets the nice paint job and all that. 25 years from now so that car was always a turbo ls from the get-go eh always yeah it was originally a v6 car turbo like a uh it was a 86 t-type and then we i didn't even fuck around i just put an ls turbo right in it because the old car was an ls turbo so we basically knew what we had to do when we had to order to kind of clone that setup so now did you guys ever find the car that got stolen or, or what no, happened there we Never found one piece or anything for sale. Uh, we found nothing of that car. And I like, uh, the, so the story goes, uh, I was about to go get it painted. I was at my buddy's body shop out front under a bunch of lights on a very busy road in Windsor, probably the busiest road in town. And I'm at home and uh, my buddy calls me and he's like, Hey, do you have your car right now? The guy who owns the body shop. And I'm like, no, he's like, I just drove by and it's gone. And I'm like, holy fuck. All right. So he picked me up and I made a bunch of phone calls. We had a lot of people looking for this car very fast. Yeah. And nobody saw it. And the thing is it didn't have an ECU. It didn't have a battery. It didn't have any gas in it. So they had to push it on a trailer is what we were thinking. Mm -hmm. So they pushed it on a trailer within like a 35 minute window of people closing up shop. And when the owner drove by and wow. then, yeah, we, we never, we never saw anything about the car, no parts, like even to this day, like nothing on Kijiji, anything. Like I had people in Detroit Craigslist looking like everywhere. That's insane, man. So, so was that car an LS car too back in the day too, or? Uh, that car was originally a, I bought it from Reading, Pennsylvania. It was a V6 turbo car. The car actually went pretty fast for being like a 2007, 2008 the car went 1095 on a stock V6 uh, motor, just big turbo uh, methanol. It's actually featured in precision turbos uh, website. Uh, and then we just started busting up parts. We, st we started fucking pushing cranks out of it, breaking, like finding parts for those things to go fast is a pain in the ass. Oh, I bet. So we finally just said, fuck it. I sold the V6 turbo setup and we went and got ourselves an LS big turbo. And that was it. <laughs> uh, shit, man. That sucks that it got stolen, man. And it's never came up since. You, usually you would think maybe you might see the motor here or 
offender here. Who knows? Yeah, we're thinking that someone stole it, thinking it was a real Grand National, and then when they got it home, they were really upset. <laughs> yeah. So, so what about you, Alex? You got this little Fox body here. You're getting a motor from Protex too, aren't you? Yeah, John at Protex helped me put a motor together. Um, so, so I got the car, I want to say, three years, years ago, ago, just as a show. And I pieced everything together to make it a little which it was for about a week. And then I decided I was going to upgrade everything. Uh, Marty Merrillat hooked me up with some pretty good brackets for an 88, some arms, all sorts of shit. So... It's got no border closed down, so I can't really do much until it opens again. But it, it should be pretty decent when it's finished. Just a, you know, turbo. Not much. So, so pretty well, like like a similar setup to uh, Mike's car, right? Turbo LS six. Is it a six liter or? Yeah, I have a six liter. I have a five three. I have a Gen three five three. Uh, contrary to what the boys on the Toronto streets think, uh, I've heard <laughs> stories that the the car is a six liter four L eighty, like like S four eighty billet. Like uh, it's <laughs> been very blown up. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Crazy. So, so what are you expecting, Alex? You think that car you're going to get the motor back soon, start putting some shit together? Or? Um, I know Johnny's putting it together right now. Um, I, honestly, yeah, the border being closed is holding me back because I got all my friends in the States, like the Blaine brothers, John Quick, Ponde. They're all going to help me out with it. Detroit Hood TV. Yeah, my, yeah Mike at Detroit Hood TV. Yeah. Uh, Marty Merrill. I got all these people that want to help me out with the car, but. Obviously, I can't bring it over there, so it's just sitting in my shop, hanging out. Yeah, it's a shitty deal, man. Border close to fucking sucks. It is what it is. Yeah. So, so I guess this leads me into my next question then, because you're talking about the Blaine brothers. So how did the Blaine brothers and Pavlov, the Russian connection, come about? Uh, so You can go ahead, Alex. Let's talk uh, I could take, take care of the Blaines. Mike could take care of Pavlov. So the Blaines, we met in... 2014, uh, the week before, the month before Motor City Mayhem, which Jake made it to the final. And, uh, you know, we just got talking to him. They're real good guys. Um, back around the time of the Sparta Small Tire Shootout, me and Mike invited them to come out. I'm uh, pretty sure Jake lost to Wajdi because an oil line can't lose. But... He's, he's never beat Wajdi. <laughs> so, uh, honestly, ever since then, they. Jake and Josh kind of took me in. They took Mike in. We've just been hanging out ever since, helping them out when they need it, going racing with them, like been on street outlaws with them. It's been a pretty wild ride. Yeah, for sure, man. And you, you couldn't ask for better people too. fucking um, Jake and Josh are just great guys. When I went down Cots there, like they let me put my kid in his car and take some pictures and all kinds of stuff. And um, J- Jake's always there to help too. If I got any questions about maybe some of the no prep stuff or anything like that, like it's, it's nice to have a guy that big of a caliber and name that'll actually travel over and come hit one of our little shitty small tire races or something like that. I mean, it helps us guys a lot for sure. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. He's a great full That's his thing. He just wants to race. So, He'll go anywhere. He don't care. Just soul crush everywhere he goes. Hey, he's crazy, Mr. Taco, man, right? 200 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, 185 mile an hour. Yeah, that's wild, though, man. Those guys work hard, man. I fucking, uh, 
Every time I see him on the TV, man, I'm like a little girl jumping up and down, fucking, and, and then they've just been gapping everybody. So sweet to see that. Undefeated on the undefeated on the street on on that's, TV. That's right, man. And then what what happened, Mike? Because I seen you talking about some guy that um obviously as soon as you start talking about street racing, all these old guys who say they used to run back in the '90s and shit like that, they want to chime in. What were you dealing with there? A guy with a GTR <laughs> that's saying you could beat Jake Lane? Uh, yeah, it was just some. It was a guy from Toronto. Just he was pretty. Uh, pretty adamant he'd push jake's shit in so but i mean until the border opens we won't know uh what happens with that yeah that's crazy man i'd bet everything that i own that jake blaine puts a donkey gap on this fool oh yeah he would all right so so what's the deal with pavlov how did pavlov come about because pavlov's a windsor guy just like you guys right yeah, yeah, yeah. pavlov's like uh, an old school uh guy he's had a ton of fast cars when he was building when he had just finished Russian roulette, uh, I don't know, we were somewhere or he was, uh, he like asked me if I wanted to start helping him with his car. So I said, yeah, I'll help him. So basically literally the first time we hung out, me and him got in a car and we drove to Quebec. We drove like to, uh, whatever that track is, not Napier, uh, Pont Rouge. Yeah. That was the first time I really hung out with him and we just like, just started working on his car. And that was three years ago. Four years ago now. Three years ago. Yeah. So, so was it was, like, it was uh, so random. He was just like, do you want to come? And I was like, yeah, I'll come help you. And we're like, cool. No shit. Yeah. And you guys didn't really know each other before that at all? No, no. I had, I've had i heard about him and I'd seen his car. Some of his cars race at like a local race that we have called Windsor Weekend. But other than that, no. That's wild, man. So was that a Quebec Grudge Wars that you guys went to? or? Yeah, that was the very first Quebec, uh, Quebec Grudge Wars. That was when Kip showed up and uh, Tom Smith. Jake uh, there. Tom Smith, yeah, yeah. Tom Smith was there, I think. Uh, who else? Uh, a bunch of Quebecies. I don't know what their names are. Uh, it was like the very first one, so the car count wasn't. It's it wasn't what it is now. Like uh, what Steve's doing with the Quebec Red Wars now is unreal. Yeah, it sucks, man. I haven't got to get up there yet, but Tom Smith, uh, his F body looks nasty this year, man. With all those upgrades, I seen him make. Wh- what did he make on the hub dyno at Protech? Fuck you, you made a shitload of power. I don't know. I don't. I think Alex is looking up. I'm gonna guess it's probably like. I don't know 18, if he released eighteen hundred. I want to say I don't know if he released it, but I'm gonna ballpark it and say it was like eighteen hundred. I no, thought. No, I thought it was like 3,500 or something. It was. It was something like that. What? That's fucking unreal. I didn't know that. (laughs) Jesus Christ, Tom. Holy fuck, Tom. Yeah, Tom's a good guy, too. When I met Tom, he's... You don't really come across fucking pricks or assholes, really. You know, like, everyone talks a lot on the internet, but when you see them in real life, usually, you you know, they don't really... They don't really come off, but they... Like, same as me. I don't really... I don't really come off in real life as an asshole, but I will be on the internet. Yeah, for sure, too, man. I, I made the mistake of that, and fuck, I, I made a lot of beasts with stupid people and stuff like that, but I <clears throat> I feel the same thing, man. When people get out to the racetrack, people are nice and stuff like that. I had so many people say they're going to kick my ass and do this and that, and you get to the racetrack, and everybody just wants to race. So, well, Yeah, yeah, for the most part. You should, you should have been at the last Grand Bend no prep there. Uh, I got almost got into <laughs> a fight with, like, five guys. I had a, it was <laughs> kind of interesting. See, I, I was going to ask about that next, man, but 
I don't know. That's a bad situation for my thick ass, man. I'll get myself in some trouble, especially out there. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it was it, the situation was diffused pretty well, I think, and you know, no one ended up getting knocked the fuck out, so that was good. Yeah, thank God, man. Thank God. The the less drama out at these events and shit, especially like um, now that we're doing lots of stuff at Grand Bend, I guess, I guess it's better. Yeah, it, it was just, you know, just people misunderstood what other people are saying. You know, everyone gets loud. Once people start puffing their chests up, no one really likes to back down, you know, myself included. Yeah, yeah well, for sure. Happen like that. Anytime there's money involved, chances get loud. It's going to happen. It happens everywhere. You see it. Even at the most professional races, you see it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, uh... I guess this leads me into my next question. You and Alex, you guys have both been down to Memphis with Jake. So what's yep. the whole Memphis experience like? Like um, pr- pr- pretty well everything, the surface, how do they treat you? How competitive were the cars and all that shit? Alex so, can start first. I went down with them the first time they went when the car wasn't painted yet. The first time Team Detroit was really assembled and went to race Memphis. So was that team? Okay, sorry. So, yeah, that was Team Detroit versus Memphis the very first time, right? Yeah, Yeah, where the huge fight happened. Okay, yeah, shit. And that guy looked just like you. I thought Alex was throwing bombs, man. No, No, I was just running. (laughs) But so we went down there, and it was like, I want to say three or four days straight of us going out testing as much as we could. It was like drive through the night, get there at 9 a.m., test all day sleep after dinner, go back out after 3 a.m., test all night. And then we get to the show, and we had everyone tell us, like, hey, watch out. Don't be alone around these people because they like to jump people. Nothing went down besides the big fight. And after that, it was all cool. But hey, and was, and that whole fight was, was just all over Brian getting sprayed with the water and shit, right? Or no, 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 no. no this someone. I'm, I'm not gonna say his name. He doesn't deserve it, but he was talking shit to JJ on the internet, just saying stuff you don't say to a guy that's been to jail, <laughs> and just attacking the man's dignity. So it didn't surprise me that JJ punched him in the face. So, so I know you guys don't want to say who, but but are we talking that thick little Popeye looking dude with the beard, or the guy with the Sangmino? The Alex clone? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't there, so. Yeah, it was a, uh, it was something. But after the fight, it all got diffused. Everything was cool. It was a smooth night. Uh, the very last pass, that dude crashed that yellow Firebird. Pretty much ended the night. But by then. We had already lost as a team, so yeah, I mean, that's where it ended. Okay, so, so everything was good though. Like the hustle wasn't too bad. Everything was pretty. Well, fair. they're always trying to hustle. Like they're yeah, always trying sure. to angle shoot, and you know, I mean, that's what everyone tries to do. Mm-hmm. So, because I've talked to Jake a lot about like the difference in the surface, and he said that it seems like Grand Bend is more of like a five fifty surface. He said that uh, Memphis seemed like it was a lot better than Grand Bend for sure. Oh yeah, I, in terms of like no prep streety stuff, uh, the surface at Grand Bend is as bad as you will get. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like 
I haven't seen a like a an asphalt surface that it's it's just the bumps that make it kind of hard to get it down right and, and then it greases up very fast it seems like yeah for sure so then mike well, what was your experience like when you went down there you guys raced a team right you guys didn't race memphis or no it was when i went it was uh fastest streetcars in, in america yeah so my experience was much different than alex's we basically i met the blaines at their shop we drove down all night got to the spot at like 1 2 p.m made one test hit car went fucking a to b they loaded it up we went to the hotel and then we watched racing that night then saturday i think saturday we raced uh fucking north not north carolina what was its first kentucky i think it was like kentucky or something okay yeah, yeah it was it was kentucky and then it was uh they put a beating on them and I, they raced blocks team fucking goon ass block fucking oh, idiot fucking block that guy's a goof he's a tool <laughs> and it's not a show that's how he is that's that's he wasn't just doing that even off camera he was a fucking retard see i, I was wondering that man if he was just doing that to blow himself up or fucking i don't know get some tv time but yeah that's crazy oh, i'm calling it that guy just wanted tv time because every time there was a camera around He's there in a stupid cowboy hat, jumping around, talking about his life so hard. Yeah. And then, uh, we named him Budget Chief. <laughs> I named him Budget Chief. That's funny, man. Uh, and then they they beat they beat uh, Block's team, and then uh, then they raced New Orleans, obviously, as you can see. And then the New Orleans race was it was pretty close. It was uh, I forget what it was seven five or seven six or something. It ended up yeah. being. So, and then that was it. It was very uneventful. It was just going on TV and I did not like being on TV at all. <laughs> so when you were out there, did anybody try to kick Block's ass from Detroit or? I'm uh, yeah, Jeff, yeah, yeah. Je- uh, he was talking, he called one of uh, uh, Bill Lutz's guys, Jeff Green. I think it's Jeff, right? Jeff Green. Yeah. He called him a bitch and he said, if you call me a bitch again, we're gonna have a problem. Well, he did it like four more times, and then oh fuck, is that when he said it all funny? But like, yeah, like, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and Jeff's a pretty serious dude. He scares the bejesus out of me. So, uh, yeah. he don't, he don't really, he, yeah, he wanted to really beat the fuck out of him. But they, they put a halt to that real quick. The girls <laughs> got in the way, and yeah. So I guess I guess going into our next question here, obviously you guys have seen we've got extended the invite to go out, and I, I think we all clearly know what we're fucking nowhere near ready. It seems like a lot of people fuck around here, and then on top of that, the no prep hasn't got big enough to to get those cars out, big enough payouts to get those guys to have enough passes on the road to actually be able to do something. So. I, I'm in a weird spot here because I, I feel like I feel the same way as you guys. I'd never, ever bring down a team that I didn't think every single car had a chance. If that if that was the way it was, I'd just say, you know what, let's just fucking stay home because we're not going to embarrass ourselves again. So what what can we do to k- get this ball rolling, I guess? Like, how do we position ourselves to get into a spot to win? And do you guys even think it's possible? Uh, if you want my honest opinion, I don't think it's possible. I don't see, think – go, go ahead. Go, no, go so, ahead. Okay, sorry. See, see, it's hard too because when, when I watch you guys go out with Detroit and Detroit can't win, and I mean, fuck, Brian's been on the streets forever. All those guys super, super fast. Like it's 
it's crazy to see them not be able to win and then us want to go. And I, all that I want to do is I just want to correct that wrong of them going before and losing 10-0. And it'd be nice if Canada could make a showing and maybe bring a little bit of that energy back here. But I, I feel in the same boat. I haven't seen one person that could go down there and do shit to any of those guys. Well, I mean, I, what did Jake tell you? Jake said, what, you need, you need to go at least 520s on that surface to be competitive? Jake told me a 490 pass is a winning pass. Yeah, and I'll tell you right now, there's not one car in this province that will go 520s on the street right now uh, and uh, at all, period. I don't, I, even think, I don't even think there's a car in the fucking country that will go 520s on the street. Yeah, it's tough, man. And then a lot of these guys that are fast, too, they don't want to put their shit on the street or they want to come just to be on TV and make a shitty pass. And, I mean – that shit's not cool with me. It, it well, means a lot to me. Yeah, when you what you don't see when you see teams that are like you know going A to B and making fast passes, you don't see the behind the scenes. Like you don't see those guys testing a month in advance and then going down a week before the show and testing every night and making fucking six hits a night. Like when we were when I went down from Memphis the night before we raced Block. Yep. Bill Lutz was out testing till like four thirty in the morning. No shit. Yeah, because everyone. Yeah, so I just people don't want people don't want to take the time and the effort, and people are scared to get their shit wadded up on the street too. Yeah, for sure. I I totally get that too, man. Cars are expensive as shit. Fuck yeah, they are. So I just I don't I think it's just I think it's a pipe dream. Uh, I think you should just keep focusing on the no preps here. No, see, see, I I totally agree with you. I just wanna I want to keep pushing in that direction because like it. I, I don't know, man. Some people suck. Like, it seems like even I get them a, uh, a legal spot to test. We can go to Grand Bend. We know it's a shitty surface. And it's like people still want to fuck around and not really want to come out. So, like, I'm just – I'm kind of leaving that on the back burner and I'm just going to focus on this no prep stuff. And then maybe if one day people do come out and we're getting some big tire cars going five zero or something like that, you, maybe we'll revisit that. But I've been very upfront with JJ and Pam and all those guys from Memphis that – we are not going to come down unless we have a team that, that that I think can win. I mean, I think right now the fastest big tire car on the streets is probably either Stan or that Brian uh, Brian Godecki from Thunder Bay because he races like airports and like asphalt stuff, and his shit actually works. Have you guys seen any of his passes? Because, like, we're in a chat for Team Canada and shit, and that guy actually is putting his shit on the street, and he's fucking moving. Yeah, I think he's only been, like, 50s or 60s, too, which, like, was just just goes to show you. And Jake is right. If you want a winning pass, you're looking to go a 490 flat or a 489 or a 495. Do you guys know uh, Frank Bagley and Ryan George? I know, I've, I know Frank, yeah. Because some of these guys are telling me, like, uh, Ryan George, uh, he's been on the street a bunch of times. I'm sure you guys have seen a few of his passes. With the that Thunderbird, guy, right? Yeah, with the Thunderbird. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he just got his like, motor back together. Yeah, that's right. Didn't he get that from ProTech, too? Or? Uh, I have no idea. I was talking to him uh, two weeks ago because I was asking if he wanted to race. And uh, he said his motor wasn't back together. And he just then he just posted a Facebook picture with the car together, like, a couple days ago, I think. 
Okay, yep, I've seen that. So uh, I was talking to Ryan because obviously he's one of the guys that we wanted to come, and he's putting his shit on the street, and he made a bunch of passes. Now, that guy said that he was running like 530 on motor on that virgin road. Do you guys just think that's bullshit, or...? Uh, I think it's from true. the past I've know. seen, yeah, I don't, I don't think that's legit. Put a draggy in and show yeah. us that number. And claim that. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. Anybody can claim anything. So I, I'm just wondering because few of the guys that we were thinking about was obviously like Ryan George. Um, I, I don't know Frank Bagley that well. I know that he said that he is just out at Grand Bend, and I he he was running pretty damn fast on, in that car. But obviously, in no preps, a whole different situation. Yeah, Frank's got a pretty good car. He had a little problem at Grand Bend a couple of weeks ago, but he got it all. He got his car back together. So, yeah, he was making good passes at Windsor weekend. And then uh, there's another guy, a big tire guy that races in no preps, Russell Woods. His shit actually works pretty well. It's Russell Woods. Is that buddy in that yellow Mustang that came to No, race? that's uh, the 68 Silver Camaro with the, vine, oh, the black vinyl okay, top. Okay, yep. Yeah, he's a Windsor I, guy I too. Okay, because Buddy in that yellow uh, Mustang, that guy was moving pretty quick, and he said that he had raced some no preps in New York and stuff like that, but I, I'm not really familiar with that guy at all. I think he's a GTA guy. I talked to him briefly, but I don't really know anything about him. Yeah, I, it seemed like he had a nasty, nasty big tire, little Mustang, so I'm hoping we see him out again. Um, Alex, you were at the Canada Heads Up deal in Sparta. Um Buddy in that blue G35, that wild blower-looking car, that guy's supposed to come out to our no-prep on the 5th and throw some uh, 16 wide tires on it. So he, was, uh, that car. he was at TMP. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would love, love, I would I would love, love to see it. it. That's like a Super Street or Easy Street car, isn't it? It's a Super Street car. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Some, I'm just excited, man. If we if we can keep getting these cars to come out, like I said, that that is kind of a pipe dream. I'm just hoping that one day, Canada isn't so slow in that fact, and that it's not a pipe dream anymore. Yeah, in time it'll grow. Um, even look at the first time we were doing these no preps compared to the car counts are pulling now. Like better next year is probably going to be something. Yeah, I think so. I think next year is going to be really big too. And then one it's, other thing that I wanted to say too, man, I was totally wrong about that modern street class. When we were talking there back and forth in the chat, like I was thinking kind of like the uh, modern muscle might've broke up a little bit of the real street stuff, but I, I get exactly what you guys are saying now. And like um, the draw for modern muscle is fucking crazy. Like we, we yeah. probably already have 10 people without trying. Yeah, yeah. Modern muscle was the biggest class I think for Paul's event. I think it had like 18 cars and then true street was like 15 or 16. Yeah. So it's it's it gives people a chance to race and then you're not worried about getting your shit pushed in by like, you know, uh, a fox body, a fox body or, you know, fucking a shitty regal Mark, no Mark or Jason White <laughs> or, you know, like any yeah. of those or like any. Yeah. Any of the fucking PSP fox bodies or, you know, that shit. Speaking of Jason White, Jason White just locked in for the real street class, too. Really? Yeah, so that's going to be cool, man. He, he'll he be out there with you guys. Um, obviously, Yo, Jason White's a gangster. I've always heard that. that I've always heard that guy's yeah. a real street racer, too. Yeah, J- I, Jason White, yeah. Uh, I have heard that, too, from a buddy of mine, Chris, that he, he actually used to get down on the street. I don't know how much he gets down on the street now because the car's got a big, hefty motor in it. But Yeah, yeah that he, thing's got he, like a 572 on spray, doesn't it? I, I, I have no idea. I just know it's big. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's a big old mountain motor. I think he was yeah, he was running he was rolling out at TMP when I was there, so so, is, then, so he's he locked in for True Street, isn't it? Does, is True Street stock suspension? Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. See, I I sent him the rule list, and I've been very upfront with people too. Like, tech's gonna be really good this time. So if I sent you those rules, and you know you have some shit that's breaking the rules, I mean we're just gonna catch you, and you're just gonna go on the small tire class. Yeah, yeah I mean if he locked in for the suspension, I'm pretty sure he's. To be honest, I could have fucked up that deal. Maybe he locked in a small tire, but but he locked into one of the two there. Yeah, Jason White's a gangster. I will say that. He's probably, I'd say him and uh, Mike with the camo trackhawk, they're probably, the, those two guys are probably the most winningest no prep guys around right now. Yeah, that, that guy in that camo trackhawk, fuck, that guy scoots out, man. I, I shit when he started purging the nitrous and fuck, man, he, he let it hang. Yeah, he's a fucking gangster. He travels. He's been to cash days in Texas. Like he's, he's no probably, way. Oh yeah, he's been to a cat. He he's been to uh, to um, the fuck is that event in March all the time? Texas two K. Yeah, he ran oh, okay, a ca- yeah. he ran a cash days there. I believe he was in Florida too, running a cash days one time. Yeah, he's not afraid to fucking screw his. Mike's as legit yeah. as they come for guys out of Toronto. Yeah, you see, he seems like cool deal. Obviously, he won our last race there. Actually, I, I still got a whole case of oil that I got to give him to. I fucked up and didn't give it to him at the end of the race. Shit just got a little bit wild. I'm sure he'll be up in two weeks. Oh, he'll be there in two weeks. Hey, here, oh, yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure here he locked up, right, for True Street? We, we've been back and forth. Um, I don't know if he has locked in locked in here yet but i i'm sure that he's gonna be out there man he did fucking good he he knows he's got a good shot at winning the money how, how did he do out at tmp there with you guys uh he won modern muscle and then he lost to he lost to uh billy in the 407 king that black fox body in in uh true street oh, okay i thought so. so so who was the guy that put it into the wall because there was a fox body that, was, that was that was that was billy Oh, dirty. That sucks, man. Yeah, it sucks. You never like see that kind of stuff, you know, like uh, uh, from the pictures. I don't know if it's fixable. I mean, I hope it is. So, but you you won't know. Yeah, for sure. Now, now another question that I want to ask you guys, what, what's the connection with Brad and 5252? Like, um, I don't know how old he is. Did you guys go to school together or anything like that? Or uh, I met Brad when he was doing law school down here, he had just moved down here from Toronto and we were doing uh, like kind of like a cash days thing in Windsor where we were, we were basically uh, publicly blocking off a, a road once legally. a month. Legally, legally. Yes. And then uh, he just emailed me and asked me if he could come out and race. And I said, yeah, for sure. And then after that, we became friends. Uh, we had a group called real time performance bunch of us didn't really like what the fuck was going on over there so we made <laughs> we made 52 52 rpm and then he took the reins and it, it is what it is now it's fucking huge stickers clothes hats the whole caboodle yeah fuck all kinds of shit so how did you guys get around being able to legally street race because like shits came so far man i remember back when i first started doing this shit and we were just doing like ricer meats and dino meats and all kinds of shit like that like Anytime that I posted anything about like doing like an airport race or like blocking something off, all these old heads would just come out and they'd be like, fuck, you're so dumb. You young kids, whatever, going out there trying to street race. And like, 
it's it's wild to see now that the no prep's here, but how, how were you guys able to do that shit? I mean, to be fair, like when I started coming around, a lot of it was just like a Saturday night meet. We got this plaza near downtown, and it's like we all started somewhere. Like I was a filthy racer with my BMW. <laughs> like Mike used to be in the Hondas. Hey, I, I've owned many Hondas, a couple Turbo Civics too in my life. Yeah, fuck yeah. Didn't you own a sick little truck there too, Alex? Little Ranger or something like that? Or yeah, It was just a bone stock 4x4 Ranger that I beat the piss out of. I was going to say, I heard you beat the tits off that truck. Yeah, you did. Yeah, truck through hell. Good truck. Uh, we basically, for that for that no prep uh, road deal, we uh, a buddy of mine, uh, Junior Charchet, he kind of, he did most of the legwork for that. He went out, got the insurance. Uh, we contacted uh, Ford Motor Company because uh, the road they owned it. It's a it was a publicly used road, but they privately they allowed people to like they it was theirs. So okay. we contacted them. We said, hey, we have insurance. We'd like to do this thing once a month for the summer. They said, okay, cool. Do you have insurance? We said yes. So then we started. Uh, we started taking people in for, uh, cars. So I think the first one we had like 30 or 40 cars. Oh, Alex wasn't there. This is that was before my time. before I met Alex. So we had 30 or 40 cars at time. And then before the summer ended, I think we had like 200 people watching and like 60 or 70 cars. Oh, that's wild, man. Yeah. Windsor, Windsor is like, a very big car community for how little we are. Like there's only 230,000 people here, but the car community is fucking huge. Yeah, man. Fuck it. It always amazes me, man. Anytime we do a new, no prep, it's like Windsor guys just come out of the fucking woodwork for it. (laughs) Yeah. We'll bring 20, we'll bring 20 people. Yeah. And and that too, uh, I got to say a big thanks to you guys too, because I get so many people messaging me while you guys are out there at your little church meeting or well, whatever you guys do on the weekend there. And it seems like you guys push a lot of people our way. So I appreciate that. Hey man, we're just trying to make uh, a racing great again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And then uh, on top of that too, like I've been talking to Graham Ben and stuff like that, obviously, because we've been doing the no preps and um, they really want us to bring a whole series there next year. So I'm thinking that might be something cool to do, but something else I'd really like to do too is um, it'd be sweet to be able to do like a big once a year thing there too, like a no prep deal and almost bring like a iconic race there, kind of like COTS, but not COTS. Yeah. I think the, I think the point series, like a no prep point series is a very good idea. Uh, I was talking to Mike from Detroit hood TV and I thought they were going to try and do that this year as well. I think that's a fucking great idea. Mm hmm. Do you, do you think those two things go hand in hand though? Like no prep kind of street racing type of deal, but a point series as well. Yeah, why not? I mean, points just isn't for bracket racing. Don't let that fool you. I mean, if you're if you, you basically have a, a race once a month, once a month, anyways, right? So yeah, that's right. Yeah, totally. No, that makes sense to me. So why not I make it I... a little juicier to people go all the time? Yeah, for sure. And that and that at least it leaves an incentive too for you to be at every single no prep to get points. Yeah. So, yeah, it makes sense. I was talking to Mike, too, because I told him w- one of these years, obviously, the border shut down, but it would be sweet to see, like, a Canadian invasion on PYOP. I don't know if everybody would be too scared, but it'd be sweet if we could see some of us branch out. Maybe we could get a few guys over there. Uh, that was the plan for me this year. I was going to run hard tire PYOP over 
uh, for the, all the Detroit Hood TV stuff because it's a good event and the cars are really fast, really fast. Like, uh, I think basically we, if we brought it five guys down for small tire, we probably wouldn't get out of the first round, Mm -hmm. but But, it's fun. It's a good event. It's a great event. Uh, anyone that we've brought to Milan has always been like, they're kind of like dumbfounded or like, they're like, I can't believe this is like that. And we're like, yeah, this is how it is all the time. Yeah, oh, yeah. Sweet, man. Like exposing bracket racers to no prep is my favorite thing to do. So mm-hmm. you, you bring in a PYOP, you got to think there's really only like three classes, big tire, small tire, and it only has one rule. It's 28 10 Yeah, true small tires. Like the only rule. So you get full no chassis cars coming there on small tires. And then, you know, these dudes with their 200,000 dollars race cars are getting their shit pushed in by a $20,000 stock bomb that nitrate box body like a mini cat. Yeah, that's right, man. Because you, you can have all the power in the world, but if you can't put it down, you can't really do shit with it. Yeah. No. <clears throat> it's a different breed over there. I'll say that. For sure. And I think it would be a good eye opener, too, to some of our guys to go down there and see, like, fuck, this is how they do it. Like, they're pretty wild down there. Well, uh, OSO went over to Ohio. They had, like, Ohio, uh, Ontario shootout, maybe, what, two years ago? They did all right, I thought. Yeah, yeah that was, was like the... Yeah. yeah, yeah, SRC. So was that, like, the Empire Outlaws? or, or No, Empire, or? Empire is New York. That's, uh, that's New York. They went to Ohio, so... Um, to heads up, there's some pretty good Empire is index and bracket racing. Oh, okay. <clears throat> no, they do heads up stuff. They do like a limited twenty eight class, uh, like the BSO guys. And, and then we, we're all talking about this too. So you, you guys said that uh, Detroit, like PYOP, they put a big incentive on small tire racers, right? Like you guys were saying Always. that they don't pay as much to big tire. No, well, uh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah so, so like the, the small tire pot tonight was five grand plus. plus. But they, but they also play it in 30 cars in the small tire class. Big tire doesn't have... Like, I don't small tire sponsors or if all the money's just coming out of the buy-ins, but big tire racing just isn't, isn't really that popular here. And, and a lot of the Detroit Yellow guys, they'll go, but, like, I don't know. It's got to be worth it for them, so... Unless they pull in a ton of... You're breaking up. Yep. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Talk not so loud there, buddy. <laughs> okay, we're going to leave off then. The most popular racing up here, honestly. No, man, that, that makes sense too, because even at our no prep races, like, it, it always seems hard to draw the big tire guys. I just kind of looked at it like I always thought the big tire racers, big horsepower were kind of like the main event. So to me, I just always thought maybe they needed some more incentive to get out there. Like you guys were saying, like um, the Detroit Street Outlaw guys, like they're not going to show up big tire to race for pocket change, right? It's just not worth it. for It, them. De- <laughs> it depends too, like what they're doing. Like when they came back from Memphis – they showed up to like two PYOPs, like the whole crew, right? So, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's small tires where it's at. 
because Jake was telling me the same thing too. Like he said, if you guys really want some, uh, something like kind of real, no prep street experience, he said, bring these fucking guys to PYOP and let them try that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. PYOP. I mean, I, we've been like basically sucking Detroit hood TV's dick today, but like, it's, uh, it's a gangster race. And what he's been doing over there is very good. Yeah, it's, it seems like one of the baddest races around, man. Like, I, I was so mad when they closed the border because I thought, fuck, finally this year I can get out, I can go check out PYOP and maybe talk to some people over there, and fuck, everything's just closed because of COVID. Yeah, I mean, last year, uh, we every, every weekend you could get a race. So, like, uh, for instance, uh, we went to PYOP Friday. They raced from, like, 6 till 2 a.m., and then we loaded up. And we went to Marion County Project the next day, right? And that was another night race, no prep. We get spoiled, too, where we are. Because I could I could throw a fucking pin on a map in a four-hour range around Windsor. And we could have a no prep every weekend if we wanted to go. For sure. So, so, so Jake's down in Memphis right now, right? Uh, they're in Wyoming, I believe. Uh, it's Nebraska. Yeah. Oh shit! So, so is he back again for the fastest in America deal? It is boosted GT's cash days. No shit. Yeah. So it's like the cash days of all cash days. It's like a car for everyone you can think of that's a big game in that world. Yeah, I seen Jake with like a PD small block and shit like that. Oh, yeah, uh, Larry Larson, Lutz, uh, all the both Street Outlaws crews, uh, Nola, Texas, Mike Merlo, uh, John uh, Quick, Brian Davis. Uh, I mean, uh, it's uh, OKC out there. Or? Yeah, yeah. I saw a video of Doc okay. testing, and he almost fucking crashed into his own trailer the other day. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, see, I was kind of wondering because obviously Street Outlaws fastest in America. OKC never got the invite, and I heard that there was some beef there between Chief and JJ, so I, I didn't know. Uh, they did get the invite, but they didn't show up. I'm sure it had something to do with them not wanting to race with Memphis's rules. Yeah. What? All right, so this next question, I guess I'm going to put you guys on the spot a little bit. Oh, fuck, so do you here guys... we go. Who are some of the realest racers in Ontario? And then who are some of the biggest keyboard racers in Ontario? Like realest racers in general or no prep or? Like, like some of the downest motherfuckers, like some of the realest guys, they'll come out, they'll do whatever they'll race here. Like, uh, to me, Pavlov is like an OG in street racing, or not street racing necessarily, but like he's an OG to me because like that guy, he shows up. um, He always puts in work, always a great guy our event and bump shit up and he always does that for the greater good of racing like it's not a personal game for Pavlov. yeah Pavlov's dedication to uh, his car and making races is pretty serious uh at least with the red car i mean i know he's he's in the middle of building the new black car so which will be a fucking weapon as well that's a nice little f body that he's got man i'm excited to see that thing out and he's gonna race it yeah on he's 26 235s i think is the plan for that car that's cool, man. Small uh, tires are cool. As for, like, the most gangster, like, no prep guys, I mean... Yeah, sure. Let, let's do that. I'm going to say Mike with the Camel Hawks, probably the most gangster one right now. I mean, to- uh, not yep. Toby. Uh, Jason White's up there. 
Jason White, uh, Billy with the 407 car, uh, Brian Murphy, you know who else? Uh, uh, Chris Thompson with the beige, with Big Ugly and the beige G body. They've been For sure. they've been hustling a lot too. Uh, fuck, who else? I'm trying to think of who else has been a racist. Um, besides everyone from Windsor. Yeah, uh, I'm not even going to talk about Windsor, guys. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I know Mark showed up to the last two no preps. Uh, Mark Roberts, big shout out to the stash. We should uh, we should have raced for stashes on Saturday, Mark, you motherfucker. <laughs> uh, who else is really badass? I mean, Stan. Stan's been there. Uh, fuck, I'm trying to think. Who else you got? A non like guys. I really say. Ian Hill, yo, Ian Hill's, Ian Hill. Say that again? Well, I would say in like local guys, big local guys, I honestly would give a damn. You're fucking, I don't know, you need to slow down and talk less, like quieter. Maybe. Yeah, hold that up to your mouth more. Okay. Yeah, talk like that. I'm serious, talk like that because I can't hear you otherwise. I, there we go. That's perfect, man. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about Ontario guys. I, there's a lot. I just can't think of names right now. Um, all right. Uh, yeah. I'm just trying to go through my head. Who's been at like races? Uh, <laughs> nah, I, I named a bunch of the guys. I think already. I named like ten guys. So. Well, what about Gypsy Chris? I, I don't Gypsy know Chris, guy, Chris Joelli. What is it, Corrado? Oh, Chris, Chris Corrado. Oh, Chris Corrado. Oh, God. <laughs> Gypsy Chris. Oh yeah. No, Corrado. He's going small tire racing. He took the big tires off. I think he put twenty eights on it. So he's gonna be he's gonna be doing small tire stuff now, right? Yeah, it sucks ass because he was supposed to come to our race this weekend. Then we got fucking rained out. So I, I tried to see if he had maybe want to do something. That no, Chris stuff, ain't about that. He, he, li- yeah. he likes his truck and he the way it is and not like on its roof. No, that makes sense. So then there, we've named some of the badass people in Ontario. So who are some of those motherfuckers that just grind your gears, who want to cry for fucking rule changes, who end up never showing up to the events but always have something <laughs> You motherfucker. Um, I I never pay attention to those people because all they do is bitch and cry about rules and make the t-shirts for them. Uh, any anybody that's yeah. anybody that's cried about a W tire and small tire and then doesn't show up. See that shit kills me too, man. Because I'm on board with you guys. Like a W tire is a fucking big tire. That W stands for wider. Like W tire is gay as shit. Last year we ran 28s class, and I thought that was gangster as shit. True 28s. Um, because when you're on a true 28, like chassis and stuff like that doesn't come so much into play. If you can't put the power down on the 28, you can't put it down. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll say, say this. this. Anyone, Anyone bitching about us not allowing does not give a fuck about winning the money win at one If they care, they would spend $100 on a pair of dummies and come out and money. See, fuck, I, I totally agree with that, too. And last year, it seemed like everybody just came out of the woodwork, cried they wanted a W tire for small tire racing. And maybe it makes sense at the track, but then at the same time, that all 
none of those guys show up after that. They they cried for the W tire, and then no well, that's what that, well uh, everyone thinks W tires around here are small tires. So I mean that's just the mentality, and it's been like that fuck for forever, as long as I can remember. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, anyone anyone that cries about W tires and doesn't show up to an event, or anyone that cries about rules and doesn't fucking come to an event, they're they're bitches. All right, man, that's good enough with me. We, we don't gotta name names and shit like that. I can't. I, I don't. I don't. I can't even think of anybody to be honest. I never pay attention to them. I mean, I'd have to scroll through posts. Oh, how about uh, what's his face with that fucking GTR from Toronto? Uh, Frank, not Frank. Uh, uh, Robbie, Robbie, that guy. Yeah, Robbie. He's always talking shit on fucking OSO, and he doesn't show up to nothing. All right, fuck Robbie, then. I'm, I'm cool with that. Uh, much love to Dave Murder, Murder, but... <clears throat> Murder that, man. I, I never got to He's cool. that guy. Uh, he was out of TMP with Yeah, he, guys, he right? was uh, running the OSO stuff, yeah. So, yeah, I think a lot of this stuff with OSO and me just kind of got fucked up. Like, I, I don't have any personal problem with Paul at all. My biggest beef was in the beginning. So I just thought they went to OKC specifically just for TV time where I felt like now I'm in this boat where, fuck, well, we could throw together 10 shit boxes too to go to Memphis. But I, I never do that to Canadian racers because it just makes us look like a bunch of fucking idiots. Uh, I was banned like four times from OSO during that time for voicing my opinion on that and uh, they understood what I was saying. Uh, I actually met Marissa Norris for the first time at TM- TMP this weekend, and she fucking hates me. And yeah, we were cool after it. that. We were cool after that. So, oh fuck, she hates me too, man. After all that deal, and I released that first podcast about them. Shit, fuck, man. They they went after our sponsors, stuff like that. But I don't want to. I don't want to talk. I, I think you guys should get together and like start like clicking this no prep shit together, like. Maybe hosting a big, hosting See, man, a big I, event at the end of the year, like maybe something at the end of October or uh, something like that. Because I, I know Mike, Mike with the Camel Hawk, wants to set up an OG Cash Days. Me and him were talking at TMP. He wants to set up a run with your brung, anything on twenty eights or smaller. So. Mm-hmm. See, man, I, I would be totally fine with that. Like, I'm fine with swallowing my pride. What, whatever we can shake hands, whatever. But I just. Um, like already, man, I see the no prep races that he does. I share them and stuff. You, you know, everybody come out. I'm still blocked off everything. Like, I feel like they still kind of treat me like a dickhead. And I'm willing to swallow my pride. And whatever's good for racers is good for racers. And I'm cool. Yeah, yeah. That. He probably just forgot to unblock you. He, I was blocked for a while. I had the message from him and tell him, like, hey, uh, can you unblock me? <laughs> yeah. And, and it makes sense, man. I, I mean, I, I know I talked a lot of shit when they went to fucking – uh oklahoma i had messaged some people and stuff like that and maybe i shouldn't have did that stuff i just i feel like i did it because i cared about canadian racing like they they most definitely i don't think they were getting the fastest 10 cars even though we don't really have a no prep scene that big where we have well, 10 they were i think cars, i believe but... they were under a time crunch too they just had to get whoever they could right because i think yeah, they yeah, had they had like 10 yeah, days or sure. something to get ready and that's not a lot of time no, not, not at all, man. So, like, I, I commend them for trying and stuff like that. I, I just felt like if I knew I was going down and we had no chance of winning, I'd just stay home because, to me, it's not about the TV. Like, it's about letting people know we got some bad racers in Canada. And it might take us a little while to get fast on a no prep, but when we go, we're going to be uh, ready. By a little while, do you mean two to three years of hard dedication? Then, yes. <laughs> yeah, maybe three to four. I don't know. 
But I, I don't know, man. We just keep pushing. Like uh, our small tire event got canceled. I said, fuck it. Message Grand Ben, we're going no preparation. Well, that's what happened this, with the last so. small tire too, right? They had a scheduling error, so you just said, let's go no prepping instead? Yeah, that's right. Like it, it kind of sucked with the COVID and everything. They swapped around the schedule. And I'm not talking bad Grand Ben. They actually never messaged me about it at all. So I saw on the phone with uh, guys like Pierre from Quebec and shit like that, and they're all going to come down to it. And then last minute, when I was like, okay, so we're ready for the small tire race, right? And they're like, fuck, we moved schedule around and forgot to tell you. So I was like, fuck, it was too hard to get people to come down from that far away. And it just kind of fucked it up. And then COVID fucked up our first small tire race. Yeah, too. I would blame COVID forever then, honestly. Yeah, it sucks, man. But we, we bounced back. Um, we replaced every single event that we lost with a no prep event. So it's it's looking like we're a no prep group now. But I, I'm down with that, too. Yeah, it's it's coming up good. That's, I think uh, the next no prep is going to be very big. Uh, I think Paul had what, 30, 15, 36 cars or 37 cars in total and three or four bikes. I was really actually kind of shocked at how little bikes there were compared to the last one. So that's interesting. Do you guys know, um, is Buddy's name on the bike? Is his name Giuseppe that was asking about the bike? Joe, Joe. yeah, Joe's a gangster. He'll get down. Yeah, see, yeah, I'm down with the bike class. Just like I said, I was worrying with you guys a little bit. Like, um, last time tech was a bit of a shit show just because, like, fuck, man, it got packed real quick, man. And then, like, I knew the car counts and stuff like that, but I didn't expect it was going to get that wild that quick. Yeah, so you just, you're going to have race, a lot more help, I think, this time. You, you just have to uh, kind of – you're going to have to bring all the cars up and then tech them and then have the drivers meet it, I think. Yeah, yeah we'll, uh, we'll make it work. Because uh, people are always people are bitching about how some cars squeak past the rules and blah blah, and everyone just magically forgets that they have the option to protest a car, which and no one ever seems to do during the race. It's only after on the internet that they're like, "Wow, this guy wasn't illegal, or this guy was on this," and blah blah. Yeah. Yeah, see, and that's something I'm going to be super vocal about this race, too, in the driver's meeting. Like, if anybody has a problem with a car, fucking speak up now. Don't speak up after they gap you and then you're mad about this or that. Let, let's speak up right away before we get racing. Uh, I think some places work. If you have to, if you want to protest a car, it's 100 bucks. So, okay. And then if you, win the mo- if you win the protest, you get your money back. If not, the other guy gets it. And then one thing, too, that I wanted to talk about um, – if there's a mistake with the flagger, is that fine to leave the final call up to me because I'm kind of impartial? Or, I mean, uh, the rules I stick with if I'm flagging is, is if it's my call is like the final call. But what kind of error are you talking about? Just because I, I think you know what I'm talking about. At that last no prep, that Mustang lined up against. Um, I, I don't know who he lined up against in the one round, but I, I think you kind of forgot to bump him in. Like, you brought him up to the line. I don't think he was spooled. So, it's just something that I was thinking about to be better. Like, I feel like maybe that probably should have been a rerun because I feel like it was a little bit of a mistake yeah, on Matt my part. Rock, I, uh, honestly, I still believe he bumped. But they oh, I know what race you're talking Rock. about. He was cool with it after the fact. But... He was fine with it. I talked him over. Mm-hmm. 
All right, sweetie, we've had you guys for just over an hour here. We got a few more questions. Keep them coming, buddy. It's um, fucking pissing down in Windsor. We ain't got shit to do. Oh, it's, oh, it's been raining there, since right? yesterday night. That's it. It's not raining here yet. I've just been working on this little ship box S10 because, fuck, man, next year I want to come out and do some Yeah, I can't keep track of what street. you guys got. You got Rangers and S10s and small block Fords, and you're doing all kinds of wild shit over there. Well, me, me, to be honest, I'm a dumbass, man. I've, I've had a lot of nice cars, and I ended up getting rid of shit. It's just like it's it's one of those deals where I'm kind of young. Like, I, I want to get into something, but then, like, something competitive costs a bit, and then, like, you kind of get in and out of shit and flip shit. But uh, my brother, Kenny, like, he's got a big tire Ranger on a 16-wide tire. Um, that truck runs, like, 650 on motor, and we're going to hammer it with a 250 shot. If we can finally get it out, we... We bought the truck and a lot of the wiring was just fucking all butchered up in it. So we've been going through trying to rewire shit, put a new box in it, new coil, rebuilt the distributor. And it's just been being a ton. <laughs> Besides that, my brother Mark, he picked up, he, he's, he's got a nasty little S10 that he picked up. I actually ended up getting the parts truck that came with that truck. But he just went and bought like a 550 horsepower. Uh, I, I think it's a 358, right? That's a small block 40 over. I don't, is it a 357? I don't fucking know. <laughs> It's a, it's a small, it depends block. on stroke and yeah, but so it's shitty, man. I, I was hoping to come out this year and maybe we'd have a good run and a few of the classes are fuck around with no prep. It's just kind of been a tough year, especially with COVID too. A lot of people were off work and then getting back and shit like that. It's well, like, don't rush it. Take your time. Way you know, the season's almost over anyways. You know, you probably got another month and a half of good racing left before people don't want to pull their shit out anymore. So yeah, that's right, man. I, uh, I'm not going to rush it all, man. I, I got to swap a rear end out and stuff like that and fucking swap it all over. I don't know if I'm going to go the LS route or the small block route. All you LS guys make me want to change, but... Oh, this is where it's at, buddy. Yep. Yep. See, I, I, feel, I, I feel like I'm too dumb for a turbo, though, so I thought about maybe just buying, like, an LQ4 and doing, like, the carb swap, big cam uh, on a bit of spray because they come forged internals, right? They'll hold it if you put, like... ARP rod bolts, head studs, and all that shit. Yeah, right? if you put ARP rod bolts and head studs and stuff, the thing is, when you start, when you start making good power on a stock LS, they don't like detonation. Like, so if you can avoid detonation at higher RPM, because you'll just destroy, you'll just crush your ring lands, and like my my car yeah. has got almost no timing in it in the, in the tune-up. We have very little timing, right? Just to keep it from fucking going bing bang, boom boom. And then shooting rods all over For the no sure. prep. All right, so I, I don't know how much longer you guys want me. to Whatever, keep, keep going. Forward, this is but... hilarious. I'm we're just I'm just walking around my house. I'm running out of time. Oh, whatever. When you're here, when you're so, done um... questions, then we'll bounce. Because I'm I'm starting to get hungry right. too. Alex is supposed to bring food and he fucking didn't. Yeah, I feel you. My, my woman just walked in with like Harvey's or some shit like that. That's the last thing my thick ass needs to fuck out. <laughs> All right. So, so I guess um, maybe we'll just go with some closing questions here because my phone's getting low and fucking uh, we'll take her off from here. And we'll, we'll definitely do this again, man. I was going to try and get a Jake as a special guest. I was just going to try and get him to pop in here. Like, Holy shit. Through, I like, didn't actually talk to Jake in like uh, fuck almost a year, like in real life. No shit, eh? Yeah, but but unfortunately, obviously, he's down there. He's racing shit. I'm sure he's pretty busy. So we're we're gonna start with uh, Mikey for five closing questions. All right, okay, all right? all right, let's hit it. 
All right, so first question I got for Mikey G, shaved or hair? Shaved all day. That's right, it's 2020, that shit better be shaved. <laughs> Meanwhile, I got this fucking right, so- disgusting mustache on my face. <laughs> <laughs> Over there looking like Tom Selleck, yeah. man, it's beautiful. All right, okay, on to the second question. Favorite power adder? I think I know this. Oh, it's turbo all the way. Turbo all the way. You there? Hello? Oh, shit. I think I lost him. Yeah, I think it died. I think his phone took a poop. John, you there? No, look, it stopped at 102. Mine says 109.46. Uh-oh. Uh, he, I think he broke it. Well, uh, so it's street over track for me. Small tires over big tires. Uh... What else I think he's going to ask? Uh, I don't know. I wonder if he's still going. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. All right. Well, listen, everyone, you guys have a good fucking night. Be safe out there on the weekend, all right? This is Mike G signing off. I love you. Later. Hey, I just want to thank everybody for listening. Sorry about the technical issues there. I had a problem with my phone. Um... Big thanks to Mike and Alex. I think they made for an awesome podcast. Some of the realest guys out there. Something that I love and respect about those guys is they'll tell you exactly how it is or how they feel, and um, that's something that I respect about them. We're going to play you guys out with a little song here because it's Friday, motherfuckers. Time to get to the track. Time to start making them passes. Big thanks to all of our sponsors. The weekend, bitches. We're coming back with that banger of a no prep September 5th. Hope we see all you bad motherfuckers there. You know, Alex is going to be flagging, and Mikey G's going to be there too. Alright guys, I think we're signing off here. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Again, big thanks to all of our sponsors. Big thanks to Alex and Mike. Those guys are the fucking best. You guys all have a good night and have a good weekend.